the, the, the recording rate changed halfway through the recording. So basically it was all normal. And then for some reason it flipped to like 96 oh, right. kilohertz. Wow. Weird. And so thus everything was, for, for the second half of the recording, my voice was all chipmunk. <laughs> I wish yeah. you kept that. That would have been better. <laughs> Right, big. It's been a big week, Rob. It has many, many ways. It's new Samsung phones. That's not the big news, is it, Mark? What's the big, one news? big news? One of the big news. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going all in on YouTube. I'll basically be living in my car in twelve months' time, <laughs> surrounded by MacBooks and iMacs and Mac Minis. No, I don't. I I think it's going to be a roaring success. Well, so. It was very early in January that you hit the 50,000 subscriber mark. Hmm. And we're, what, mid-February. And I think you, you've already increased that by 10% it's in about that. six weeks. Yeah, it is about that. So it keeps growing like that. Yeah. It'll be fine. I hope so. Thank you. I appreciate your, your faith. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It was one of those things where everything was saying, just get on with it. But because I'm so risk-averse with business... I spent ages and ages deliberating over it, and um, obviously, baby on the way this year would seem mad to give up a you know a, a nice chunk of of income that's nice and reliable and pops into your bank account every month at the same rate. But um, yeah, I just had to do it. I think really, and um, I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be a really, it's going to be a very a kind of good stressful year, um, and probably quite unpredictable as well. But there's so many things I've wanted to do that I just haven't had the time to do. And really, I've rushed a lot of content because it's been stuff that I've been doing part-time, basically. And as you know, it takes a long time to do this stuff. And um, if it's not your full-time job, you can only go so far in terms of the effort you're putting into it. So w one of the things I'm looking forward to, and which I've started to do already, is put more effort into the into the the, you know, the videos and, and the writing, etc. Um, and obviously this podcast as well. I might even start doing the outline for you, Rob. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's um, it's, it feels good. It feels good. I mean, I'm I'm still fifty fifty ish at the minute. Probably less than that now, really. But um, I've probably got a few three or four weeks to to finally get get rid of my existing contracts and stuff. But um, yeah, and then it's kind of full steam ahead. Full time YouTuber, content creator. I don't know what I don't, I've got. No idea what you'd call me. I don't like the word influencer. Yeah, it's got negative connotations, the word influencer. And I think it's because it's been abused, because you've got people that, that really don't offer an awful lot of value, somehow making millions on TikTok. Yeah. Whereas you, uh, you actually put the work in, put some effort in, produce some quality content. So, yeah, I, yeah, I guess content, content producer. I quite like that. Yeah, that'll do. It's more me, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the thing that did it, one of the big things that did it for me was this studio. I think getting this space was, I was talking to someone this about the other day, that um, just having the space is great. Having loads of space is fantastic. But coming here, the, the whole process of getting in the car or walking down here or cycling down here, it's really made it a proper event now. Whereas before I was just heading upstairs into the back bedroom, turning the camera on and, and uh, waffling on about uh, MacBooks and stuff. Whereas now it, it feels like a, a proper business. Which always has been. It was always set up to be that, um, but it's uh, yeah. This this space made made a big difference for that. Um, but yeah, I am excited. I think it, it's it's a very um, very surreal. It's still the whole thing is still very surreal. The f even the fact we're talking now is is still a bit surreal because we wouldn't have ever been doing this if. And I, I specifically remember. I might share this on my um, on my newsletter at some stage, but. I found my original notes in day one for when I was first starting at the channel. Well, not starting, when I was planning it and, and thinking about what to do. And it's really interesting, um, you know, kind of celebrating getting my first five subscribers, even though four of them, I think, were my family. Um, and one of them was me. Um, but it's, um, but I, I specifically remember being in my back garden back in, whatever it was, April, 2020, and um, writing down all these ideas. And if I hadn't done that, then we wouldn't be having this conversation now. The Discord server wouldn't be there. Obviously, the channel itself wouldn't be there. The blog wouldn't be where it is now. The Medium account wouldn't be there. Um, so, yeah, it's very 
there's an awful lot of hard work that goes into it, but equally there's been a lot of luck under the uh, along the way that has kind of contributed to that, which I think is is a vital component of any anything like this really. Um, but it's just very surreal, just that the the kind of way it's grown. It's you know five x last year. But I didn't expect that in the first four year at all. No, it's rare. It was really, really taken off. What? Which, yeah, which, you must be doing something right. I hope so. I think also it demonstrates that pretty much anyone can do this. Um, I know you need certain skills, you need certain things to to kind of get you to to a certain level. But I was thinking this on the way into the studio this morning that I've spent nearly twenty years kind of either you know running other businesses or managing people or writing stuff or filming things or taking photos and all of that has kind of or you know working in audio as well and all of that has kind of come together for this for this brand if I, if I could go back to myself like 10 15 years ago i think the first thing i'd say to me is that it's worth doing all these things they all seem a bit kind of all over the place at the minute and you want to do this and you want to do that um it's that classic Steve Jobs quote, isn't it, about joining the dots? You can't, you can't join them going forward, but you just have to kind of hope that they'll they'll line up. And um, yeah, I, I genuinely believe that if I can do this, most other people can. And what's been really interesting is that since I've been doing the newsletter and um, a lot of the the, the kind of uh, YouTube tips articles I'm putting out there now, a lot of the feedback I get from people is from people who are thinking about doing the same thing. There seems to be a lot of people who want to get into this and want to start writing stuff and create their own blog or start the YouTube channel. I think I don't know about you, but I think there's been a real upturn in this kind of creator industry. Well, yeah, it's, well, it's all about side hustles now, isn't it? Mm. It's a real thing that everyone seems to want to do. So no, people have cottoned on to the fact that uh, your traditional nine to five is not not the only way to live your life, and that uh, yeah, if you can put together multiple income streams, give yourself a bit of flexibility and um no flexibility is not the word i was looking for you know diversify your yeah. income sources you're 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 actually more secure than in your your traditional employment where you could get made redundant at any point or you know it's just it's putting all your eggs in one basket and i, I guess that's where technology has come along to allow anyone to broadcast to the world from their bedroom either you know pre-recorded via youtubes or you know more short form stuff hmm. like your instagram stories no it's, it's, it's reels isn't it on the on reels, instagram think, yeah. yeah instagram reel your tiktoks all of that stuff so you got your short form stuff which is it's interesting how top tiktok has taken off given that vine tried to do this 10 years ago and everyone laughed at them didn't they they did remember vine i do i used it yeah i kind of understood vine i understand tiktok um but yeah you're completely right with that i think really i think the one thing i would say about this that getting into anything like this is that i found this quite quite a lot along the way when i've i've turned certain hobbies into business businesses so whether it be photography or videography or you know playing and talking about tech it does change your whole relationship with that thing. So probably the best example of that is when I, I went from being a, a hobbyist photographer to doing it as part of my business. And immediately, I well, very quickly, I stopped taking photos personally. And I remember thinking one day, I'd, I'd never take my camera out anymore. And I had no interest in taking it out because what I was doing throughout the week was doing headshots of you know, you know corporate stuff and events and things like that, which I was enjoying. But it, it, it was a job, you know, and editing those photos became a bit of a chore. And as a consequence, I just didn't want to take the camera out and take photos of, you know, fields and, and my dog and stuff anymore. It was it was kind of, it, I lost a bit of the love for it. And it's a similar thing with tech. So I, I, I appreciate it. I'm surrounded by lots of really cool stuff in this studio. But most of it is, a, they're all tools for me at the moment. It's very rare that I use them outside of the running this channel. Um which is something I need to improve on, really. I need to, I need to kind of refine some of the love for certain things. Um, it's not gone for everything. So th- things like I've always talked about the iPad, you know, the iPhone 13 Mini. I, I genuinely love this inside and outside of what I do. Um, but other stuff like the Macs, I, you know, I don't, I don't sit down and use my 16-inch MacBook Pro for anything apart from video editing. Really, same thing with the MacBook Air. 
Um, whereas before, when I had a regular normal job, I would my MacBook would be the thing, my little toy that I'd play with occasionally. Um, so I would say that I think anyone who wants to get into this, just bear in mind that you have to really love the process of doing this stuff, because you're probably going to lose a bit of the love for the things that you're talking about or writing about, whatever it might be. Um, it's a weird one. I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, it absolutely makes sense. If you're if you're doing something for eight, ten hours a day, you're not going to want to do it in your downtime are you so yeah yeah so big year ahead i'm very excited lots of stuff planned um one thing i'll be doing a lot more of actually i think that you know this has been on the the show outline for a little while but we haven't talked about it much which is the skillshare classes um so i did a when i first started the, the this brand I, I created a skillshare class for i think it's called you know 10 ways to find your first freelance clients or something um it's not very good i wouldn't i wouldn't look look for that one um but the um the idea was always to start was to turn part of this business into a kind of educational thing and share the stuff that i've learned and the things that i i kind of um i've, I've kind of worked on for my own business um so the mo- most recent skillshare class is a course in or very simple course in editing videos in final cut pro um, but it's kind of aimed at first time youtubers there's some stuff in there that people who are a bit more experienced might find interesting, but it's very much a, a beginner's class, really. Um, and I really enjoyed putting that together. It's I think it's about 10 lessons in it. And it goes right from, you know, explaining the kind of makeup of, of uh, Final Cut Pro, which isn't that obvious. When you, when you first start using Final Cut Pro, you know, the, the, the kind of relationship between libraries and projects and events and stuff isn't that obvious. So I kind of explain how I use it and then go through the process of editing A-roll, editing B-roll, colour grading, all that stuff. And um, I really enjoy doing that. And it's it's doing quite well, actually. I think it's got about 120 students now. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a nice, nice one. And beyond that, I'll be doing classes for Medium and logic pro and some other stuff as well i've got lots and lots of things planned it's just having the time to do those i mean there's a again there's a lot of work involved in those and it's almost impossible to do that and run the blog and run the youtube channel and do a, a regular job so that was that's one of the main reasons for doing it really well skillshare does seem to be where the money's at did you see ali's <sighs> breakdown of yes. his uh, income last year yeah if you're ali abdal it's um incredible so i think he, he earns something like 60 grand a month doesn't he from Skillshare classes. Yeah. Um, I think he hit it at the right time and he had a big audience at that point when he first started doing it. But I think he's a, a bit of an anomaly with that. I think um, he, whatever he's done with his brand has, has worked so well. It's been a massive inspiration for me. Um, but he just seemed to be at the right place at the right time, I think. Um, but yeah, it's, for him, it's huge. Um, and it's quite generous in Skillshare. If anyone's thinking about kind of doing their own classes and stuff, um, for example, you get every time you refer someone, you get ten dollars. So if you you know refer twenty people in in a month, just you know you get two hundred dollars in, in in your account basically. Um, and then on top of that, you get their kind of partner program type thing where you get paid based on the number of hours that people watch your your classes. Um, and yeah, as Ali has demonstrated, you can make a a ton of money out of it. You're not tempted, Rob, to do some Skillshare classes. I, I'm not sure what I, what I could teach. I don't have any skills. I think you have. What about shortcuts? <laughs> shortcuts. I, there, are, there are way better people at shortcuts than, than me. I think Justin um, could do that. I'm going to have to get Justin on that. To get, yeah, Justin. Yeah, Justin should do some uh, some shortcuts courses. <laughs> yeah, um, I think there's, there's always something, isn't there? But again, you've got to want to do it. And the, the, other, the, other, the other kind of elephant in the room with this is that you need an audience you know you can, anyone can create it's free to create a, a, a skillshare class but the likelihood of it getting picked up and and doing really well is is unlike is very unlikely unless you have an audience somewhere else that's where ali did so well really he had the, the youtube audience um but yeah i i, I love skillshare it's great I'm, I'm a member myself it's it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't done already oh, well i saw on that on that note it is, it is interesting that MKBHD hasn't done another one, has he? No. It clearly can't be worth his time for whatever reason. Perhaps his audience isn't quite so into that. Well, that's the thing about Ali, Ali Abdel's audience is that they're, they're there because they want to learn, because they're going on this, you know, this journey along with him of, of you know, figuring out what life's all about. Yeah, yeah. And he's a young guy. He's only, I know MKBHD is, but, but he's mainly a tech reviewer, whereas Ali is... Like you say, much much more of a life slash productivity type 
guru, isn't he? But he's, he's young as well, so they're kind of coming along with him for this journey. You forget, he's only like 26 or 27, isn't he? He's like a, he's a kid, basically. Um, but yeah, if you get it right, there's a lot of money to be made, to be made on Skillshare. Huge amount. Anyway, enough about me. Um, <laughs> the Apple March event, which is still unconfirmed... I doubt it's going to be confirmed in between now and this going live because there's only a day involved in that. Um, what do you think we're going to see next month if there is an event? Well, there's been there have been a number of submissions, haven't there, to the regulatory database thingy, the Eurovision, the Eurotronics <laughs> the, 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 database, yeah. <laughs> which you know they have to do. So as a legal requirement, they have to publish these in advance and so it does look clear that we're going to get a revised ipad of some sort revised iphone which would almost certainly be the se and some macs one of which is is called out as being a portable computing device so yeah it's going to be a so based on the timelines it's been a couple of years since the ipad air was updated so it's probably going to be the ipad air it's the wrong time of year for any other iphone than the se unless it's a a mid-release new color like last year they brought out a purple one didn't they That's sort true. of halfway through the yep the year um and then on the the computer side i think they'll want to update the things that haven't had a facelift so we've got the new macbook pros which have got this new this this new retro design language because it makes a callback to the titanium powerbook g4 and you've got the new imacs that are, you know call back to the g3 imacs so i think we haven't seen a facelifted mac mini or MacBook Air. Of those two, I think we're probably more likely to see a facelifted Mac Mini. Do you reckon? I think we'll see a face facelifted Mac Mini. I'm not so sure. My prediction for the, for this keep changing every week, but um, I think the the next MacBook Air, I'm almost certain we'll see that next month. I think that's probably a surefire thing. I don't know about the Mac Mini. I'm not sure. I just don't know if Apple are going to do that sort of thing where they don't really update it that much and just stick a, an M2 chip in it or something. It's either a footnote at the end of the um, event or it's not even mentioned. It's more of a press release type thing. I wouldn't put that past them. I think uh, we're all kind of expecting and wanting this kind of M1 Pro, M1 Max thing for the Mac, Mac Mini. But what if, they, what if they're not even thinking about that? It won't be the first time they've done this kind of thing. Uh, well, there have been all sorts of renders and things haven't there so people have seen mm. photos of s stuff that they've been working on and yeah i don't i don't think mac mini would be it's not a, it's not a halo product is it so it's the sort of thing i think they might stick in a spring event possibly yeah and then you know later in the year i think i think we'll see i think we'll see uh, an, a a a redesigned MacBook Air later in the year. I think that's I think that's a, an autumn kind of product. Interesting. None of us know. That's that's the thing. We, none of us got any idea at all, have we? Um, I, I do like guessing though. I, I still think also the big the big iMac. I think that's later this year. I think there's going to be some kind of pro event. That's why I'm thinking the MacBook Air will be before before the, la the last part of the year because I, I, I just get the impression it's going to be like a pro focused event in. October, November. Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking because we're we're getting up to the t the end of the two year transition, aren't we? Yep. So I wonder if perhaps they will dedicate some time at WWDC to talking about Pro machines. So like a, a, an i an iMac Pro big size, you know, maybe completely over the top. Given that they've tested this market already and they know that people will pay four or five grand for an iMac if it's got Pro at the end. So perhaps a completely over-the-top 32-inch mini LED, you know, basically a 90% a, a of a Pro Display XDR with an iMac built in, you know, with, with a computer built in. Um, so I think, yeah, we'll probably see Pro devices at a Pro-focused event, possibly WWDC. Mm -hmm. 
and I think the MacBook Air would follow because that is a that's a back to school product. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. That's a very good point. So yeah, and then there's the, the just the unknown stuff. What other wacky stuff have they been working on? Could be anything, couldn't that, it? That, that haven't that hasn't hasn't escaped. Well, there's the whole AirPods Pro thing, isn't there? With some potentially some kind of lossless audio type uh, codec thing, wireless thing that could arrive next month potentially, or that could be something that comes with the the iPhone in in uh, September. I mean, they, they, they they refreshed sort of the AirPods Pro not so long ago, didn't they? Because they re they introduced the the MagSafe charging case. So I'm actually, I don't know whether we'd see see that. And they've just released the new the third generation airpods haven't they yeah but the airpods pro are quite uh, they're knocking on now aren't they they're about are they about three years old i can't think what the when the, what it was when they, when they were actually launched originally but um beyond that interim little tweak like you say the actual airpod pro itself hasn't really changed in, in, in all that time has it um, I think we do something, but well, during it's like when it first came out, we didn't have head track spatial audio on the AirPods Pro. That's very true, and that is a massive upgrade. It still feels new. I still I love these. Things. I use them every day. Yeah, you see, have you, have you seen my oh, wow. my, <laughs> my silly iPod case? I love that. That's great. Where do you get that from? Oh, it's just a case, isn't it? It's just a case. It's by a company called Alago. My um, my Apple Watch charger I've got is is a is a Mac shape and it, yeah it just, it's just like a rubber thing that goes on the but no i like it's got the click wheel on it from the it's got the click wheel on ipod it. But anyway the point is is that i i absolutely love my airpods pro despite having so many headphones <laughs> they're great they're easily my most used headphones i guess the moral of the story is is that i you know in in terms of an all-round package and i don't know well maybe maybe this year they'll have something will come along that competes with them in, in all areas. There are various other true wireless earbuds that are better at some of the things. Perhaps it's got a longer battery life or, you know, better noise cancellation or it's got better this. Or I don't think that there is anything else out there that ticks all of the boxes. But that's the thing about this. It's a weird product because they're not the best at anything, the AirPods no. Pro, but they're good enough at, enough at everything thus, that, that it... The, it's a practically perfect product, in my opinion. Yeah, they could quite easily get away with not doing anything to them for another year. Oh, you're right. I mean, even if they do have some kind of uh, lossless audio thing up their sleeve, it doesn't mean anything really. It's, it's not going to make anything sound better for 99 percent of people. Um, what I love the most about the AirPods Pro, though, is how durable they are. And I, I had an issue with my original pair. So my, mine are actually a replacement pair. My first ones had this rattling thing going on in one of the ear cups um i've not had that since actually um so the new pair have been fine um but i really put them through the paces i i, I run with them virtually every day sweat into them use them in the rain drop them all the time you know i'm like dropping things at the moment uh drop things drop them all the time um and they're great they're just incre- they're just the number of times i've dropped the case and it's kind of smashed on the floor opened up and they've gone flying off somewhere and they're still absolutely fine tight as anything the case is fine um you can really treat them pretty badly, and uh, which which headphones like this tend to tend to get thrown around a bit. And if you do work out and stuff with them, um, you know they, they're not going to be they're not going to live the easiest life, are they? And uh, I've not had any issues with them whatsoever. They've been absolutely superb. Um, they're, they're the best calling headphones I've got, I think personally. Um, and like you say, they don't, they don't do everything brilliantly. They, they don't sound incredible, but they do, they sound good enough to enjoy music and listen to podcasts and stuff and. I think they I think they must be one of the best products Apple has launched in the last three years, easily. Oh, undoubtedly, absolutely. But um, so yeah, that's that. so. What do you think is coming out? <coughs> well, well, we don't even know if there's going to be a March event. It might we be don't a, April or something. But it could be anything. Yeah, it? all the analysts are kind of suggesting that something is coming in in March. But you yeah, know, so I think what I I think is it's it's about time for an iPad Air refresh. There'll be some kind of consumer level iPhone. There'll be a, like an update to the SE, and they'll, they'll just stick a new chip in it, I think. And then there'll be a new spring color for the iPhone. And uh, yeah, I think it'd be Mac Mini. I think they're going to show off some variants of Mac Mini. Ah, but what about the portable machine? So, given that I don't think it's going to be the MacBook Air yet, yeah, because I think that is a that's an autumn thing. That's a back to school device. 
<clears throat> I, th- I don't know what I don't know what that portable device is going to be. Well, someone on, I can't think who it was. Someone on the Discord server was it JK? I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. Um, I'll let you do it, Rob. That one. That one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't they post something up about the this new entry level MacBook Pro coming next month? Which is a bit of a wild card, actually. Um, but I think the idea with this is, is that it's going to replace the existing 13-inch, you know, the, the only MacBook Pro that exists now with the Touch Bar. Um, there's a rumour that that is going to be next month, which would be a weird one to put into that event, I think, personally. Surely, surely they're not going to release a new model that still has a Touch Bar. Well, no, sorry, replace that one. So it's. I think the idea is that this is going to be a the kind of low-end version of the MacBook Pro. So that they'll oh, take the 13-inch off the, off the line and this new thing will fit in the bottom, bottom end. I can't see it, personally. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because that is still, that's still from the old world and they're, they're really keen to update the external appearance of these devices to match the exciting new Apple Silicon world that we live in now. Yeah. So maybe maybe a, a a smaller size, possibly. Who knows? Maybe. I I personally don't think that's gonna gonna arrive next month. I I, I think it's gonna be the uh, iPhone SE, a new iPad Air, and I still think it's gonna be the MacBook Air, this M two okay. inverted commas MacBook Air. That's my guess. That's my final guess. Well, I hope it is. It'd be lovely if it is. It wouldn't it? It'd be fantastic. Um, Partly because it will spread out my um, my spend on review units over the year a little bit, but um, it's yeah that I personally think that's what it's going to be. I, I don't think we're going to see the Mac Mini personally, and maybe yeah, well, if they do put an M2 chip into this new MacBook Air, they then may update the 24 inch iMac with that same chip. Well, I'm excited. In any case, whatever oh, they yeah. show off, it, you know, we've already been led to believe. Last year was incredible. And then this year, all of the suggestions are it's they've got even more stuff this year. Yep. So I'm excited. So whether whether it's March, April, I think we're in for a treat. A treat and a very expensive year for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, going off the Apple topic for a minute, I've got a new toy which I've been playing with recently, which is the remarkable. Oh, ow, hold on, hold oh, on, sorry, hold on. Sorry, Before sorry. we get onto that, yes, just, just, just from the. Um, the AirPods Pro conversation hmm. and alternatives. You've got some um, Sony donut in-ear headphones on the way, haven't you? <laughs> I have. Yeah, they're arriving tomorrow. And um, so what I've done with this, uh, what, what are they call? They're called the Link Buds or something, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I've basically, I, I've, I, saw the, I saw them, I saw the launch, well, in terms of I saw them pop up on every news feed and everyone's Twitter account, um, but I purposefully didn't read anything about them i noticed that they looked unusual i thought well let's get a pair and just see what they are and see what what it's all about i, I, I get the rough principle with this is is that you i think sony wants you to keep them in all day because they're kind of ever present transparency mode type things aren't they uh, earbuds um but that's all i know i don't know what anyone thinks about them i've i've purposely avoided i, I don't want to be tarnished with other people's opinions on these because they look genuinely fascinating i think um what do you think? I'll, I'll be tarnished by your opinion. I don't mind that. I I think they're genius. So I, the historically, I've never used in-ear headphones. Well, I have used them and I haven't liked them because of the, the swimming pool effect. And it just kind of really interfered with... It was an unpleasant sensation for me wearing in-ear headphones. Then the AirPods Pro came along with their... That's got that valve in it, hasn't it? That sort of equalises the pressure. And I don't have that issue. And then a lot of people are quite sensitive to the noise cancellation and transparency effects, again, because it's kind of a little bit dis- disorientating. So I think these Sony Link Buds, which for the benefit of people who haven't seen them yet, are essentially always on transparency mode because they're donut shaped. There's, there's physically a hole in the middle of them to allow external noise through. For those people that don't get on with in-ear headphones traditionally, and I think it's kind of a genius solution because there's been the you take the the transparency mode on AirPods Pro, which has got 
however many microphones and it's got a custom chip in it and it's it's you know completely over engineered in a typical apple way to achieve the same thing that you can achieve by just having a hole in it it's kind of that old thing where you know like the the usa spent millions developing a pen you could use in space and the russians used a pencil which is false by the way that's not true that's not oh, what okay. happened but it's just an amusing joke <laughs> it's just uh, you can't use pencils in space because the graphite is conductive and so it will get in all of your your equipment and cause issues but yeah it, it's kind of it, it's similar to that you know you've got the the the, the space pen versus the pencil and you've got airpods pro versus just put a hole in it and then you can yeah. hear stuff it's like, it's like a caveman approach isn't it just like stamp yeah. a hole in it that'll and, do you know coming from sony that it'll it'll have a, a rock solid wireless connection they'll sound good and it'll i think yeah, it's a good it'll fill a niche for those people that have sort of lusted after the convenience of in-ear headphones but mm. just for you know sort of comfort or just the way it, it makes them feel haven't been able to to get involved with that to date so I, I i think they'll be cool yeah i think they will as well I'm, I'm just interested to see what the utility is really for, for someone like me who doesn't have those issues within your headphones i've got no problem with that at all personally but um so i'm probably quite lucky in that respect but i want to know if they can kind of tempt me away from the airpods pro and what it is about you know what what is it about them that would keep them in my ears longer um yeah that's what that's what I'm i I, I think they will be your your caregiver headphones because <laughs> good as transparency mode is it is not as good as hearing the actual sound so if you're looking after baby ellis yep this time next year and you know maybe they're, they're having a nap or something and you you want to catch up on a podcast but you also want to be able to hear what's going on i think they would be perfect for that so mm. i think that i think they could fit into a a, a caregiver headphone role for you dad accessory dad accessory i like that definitely yeah well we'll find out does that make sense it does completely yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking i'm also thinking podcast listing is probably going to be their main main role for me possibly i mean funnily enough i had it yesterday where i was doing the washing up it's a really boring story but i was doing the washing up and the only pair of headphones i had bearing in mind i've got nine thousand pairs of headphones (laughs) they were all here in the studio apart from one pair which was the um both 700s which were at home normally again like we were saying earlier i'd stick in the any kind of housework i'll always stick in the um airpods pro but i couldn't this time i had to put on the the both 700s and obviously i had my hands in the sink doing stuff and jen came in behind me I, i knew she was there and she was like you know, talking about something obviously really important and um but i couldn't hear a thing she was saying and because my hands were all wet i couldn't be able to take them out of the thing and dry them i just had to turn around and say i can't hear what you're saying <laughs> and um <laughs> whereas if i was wearing those little link bud uh, donut things then I, that, that would have that would have completely solved that awkward uh, moment yeah so well when you've got them and you've 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 you know established how you really feel about them go and check out iphone do's unboxing okay i will don't do it before no i'm not going to no i can't Uh, do it uh, because it's uh yeah no you need to see that okay i'll do i'll I'll wait i'll wait until i've had had a couple of days with them definitely um the other thing that i've got recently though is is the remarkable two tablet so yeah we talked about this last time didn't we We with uh, doc yep so i know of them and i know a little bit more about them because of what you told us about last time but yeah now you've got it how is it yeah, it's basically a Kindle that you can write on, really. It's an e-ink display, um, but I'll, I'll be reviewing it in a couple of weeks. But what is really striking is that first experience of putting the, the stylus or pen, whatever you want to call it, on the on the tablet. I, I had a similar thing with the Paperlike. That was very much kind of, ooh, this is, this is different, this feels nice. With the Remarkable, it's, it's really impressive. Straight away, it's like, wow, this is not... This isn't a tablet. This is virtually paper. Um, yeah, it's really impressive, actually. Um, there's a few issues with it, which I'll probably save in most of them for my review, but nothing nothing major. It's not cheap. That's one thing. Um, you also need a, a subscription to their service for Dropbox support and that sort of stuff. But if you just want a tablet, that all you're pretty much going to do with it is write on it, I think it's pretty impressive, actually. Um Really nicely made, nice bit of hardware, feels really solid. The battery life is ridiculous, it just goes on for forever. It's like two-week battery life or something. Um, so that's a, a big plus. The only slight downside, although it's, maybe it's, this is a little bit unfair, there's no backlight. I was expecting there to be a backlight. 
But then you think, well, paper doesn't have a backlight, does it? Really? So, um, but uh, the stylus is really nice. Uh, the stylus is much better. Do they call it the pen? I think it's called the pen, isn't it? Um, whatever it is, that is much better than the Apple Pencil, um, which I've always struggled with, really. It's always been a bit too slippy. Um, yeah, I'm, first impressions. I've only had it for a week, um, but I've been using it solidly for taking notes each day. And I think already I do prefer it to the, to the iPad Mini. It's also bigger than the iPad Mini. It's not quite a four size, but it's a it's a nice size for a notebook. So, okay, so I get it, right? So it's like a, it's bigger. It feels more like paper. It's got a nicer pen. It's got a smooth writing action. Is it has the latency on it? Because the thing about the Apple Pencil is there is no latency. You as soon as you touch the Apple Pencil against the display, you it's made the mark. It's registered your. Mm your brush stroke or your writing how's that it's not as good as the ipad 100 percent. It, but it's it's still perfectly acceptable there's a slight delay you can, you okay. can just see the line so of drawing. You, you made a lovely page of notes yep. and you want to get that off the device you're saying that at the moment if you want cloud syncing you've got you to, pay. to pay for it yeah so how if you don't want to pay how do you get your notes off the device you have to plug it in like a caveman no you can't there is an app uh, i'm still testing this so i don't, I don't want to give the wrong information now but there, there is a, a, a remarkable app which actually i've got on this laptop um which does sync with the device and i th- i'm fairly sure again i've got to play with it a bit more um but it does it gives you basically that the remarkable app gives you a view of your files that are on the tablet um anything literally from notes to pdf pdfs etc and you can import stuff into that app and it sends it across to the tablet as well you don't as far as i know you don't need the subscription for that um i'll i'll confirm this during the review but um but if you want to do anything meaningful with dropbox or google drive or i think um onedrive as well you have to have this subscription which a lot of people are a bit pissed off about which i understand um They've given me the subscription to, to test out as well, so I can give it a proper proper trial. But um, yeah. it's not cheap, though, is it? It's not. It's already, it's already like pretty much iPad money. Easily, yeah. I, I think I think the thing with it, my kind of initial conclusion with it, is that you've really got to want to take digital notes to to buy one. It's not as though it's one hundred and fifty quid or something, which would be you know give it a go type money. It's four hundred quid, I think, isn't it? Um, which you've got to. You've got to want to move away from pen and paper to do that. I, I think I, I asked the question on my YouTube community page what people wanted to hear about uh, about it, and um, I got the impression that a few people have bought these in the past, or they've bought the Remarkable One and not really known what to do with it. Perhaps had that initial kind of excitement of using it and stuff, and then after a while just reverted to pen and paper. Yeah, well, I'll look forward to seeing the seeing the reviews and your yeah. ex, you know, extended use thoughts on it. But yeah, it's an interesting product. And it certainly, you know, it does what it says on the tin. Yeah. I just like the fact they've taken that whole kind of e-ink thing from the um, from the Kindle and thought, hang on, let's turn that into a into a bit of you know, digital paper. And obviously... Oh, the, 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 people are, the people do some crazy things with e-ink. There's a whole Reddit community dedicated to running games on e-ink devices. Wow. That's got you to be a bit this? tricky with the old refresh rate, though, isn't it, surely? Well, yeah, obviously it looks terrible, but does, does they do it because they can. So... Yeah, I, f- I forget which games. They're, no, it's pretty, some serious games. They've managed to get running on an e-ink display. Well, you'd never play Halo, would you? Or GTA on it? Th- I think literally Halo is one of the things that they've, <laughs> they've got running on it. Wow. Can you imagine how slow it would be? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like eight frames per second. But <laughs> it's, it's still a, an awfully impressive achievement. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join that Reddit community, I think. Uh, but no, it's, it's an impressive bit of kit. It really is. Um, but yeah. Stay tuned for the for the full review. Um, what else? Have I been, I've been flirting with a few things recently. Uh, Moto G two hundred, which is my um, this massive phone. Where is it? Let me go and grab it. Hang It's easily the longest phone I've ever used. This doesn't really do it justice on the camera, and obviously, no one listening to this can see it. But it's trust me, it's what's, massive. What's the aspect ratio? I mean, that looks like Sony Xperia. It, oh, it is style. Is yeah, it like twenty-one by nine. It's something like <laughs> that. It's ridiculous. It's just so long. Um, but I've enjoyed using it actually. And going from the mini, I mean, the iPhone Mini compared to this is ridiculous. Um, and and after using this, the iPhone Mini feels very very small. 
not still not too small, but just you know, comically small. Um, but yeah, I, I quite like this actually. It's a really quick phone. I think th- I think this is about three hundred and fifty, four hundred quid or something, um, and it's nice. The only thing it lacks, which is really annoying, in fact, the only thing that annoys me about it is that it doesn't have tap to wake on the on the screen. Which is not, no, is that not something you can configure somewhere. I've looked. I mean, Android's menus go on, go on forever, don't they? It might be there somewhere, but I've I've not found it yet. Um, but that it's it's amazing how those small little things you really miss when you when you go to a different device like that. But apart from that, it's a good phone. It's a nice phone. But it doesn't run Android 12. That's the downside, which is a shame. Is it ever going to get Android 12? I don't know. I think Motorola are always a bit behind from the looks of it. Well, that said, that, that segues neatly into the S22 Ultra. It does. You've got on the way, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah. Yeah, so I've ordered a, an S22 Ultra, the, the base base model version with 8 gig of RAM and... Whatever else you get with it. I've wanted a note for ages. And let's be honest, this is just... It's a note. There's no two ways about it. Um, so this is my first and yeah, my first foray into the, the world of having a, a proper Galaxy Note. I can't wait. I'm really excited about it. It's coming next week. Because Samsung don't know who I am. So I have to wait like everyone else to get it. Um, what did you think to it? What, what, what did you think to the whole launch? The whole... Un, was it Unpacked? What was it called? Yeah, unpacked. Well, unpacked it's the it? first time you've watched uh, uh, yeah. a Samsung event, isn't it? Yeah. I'm curious to know what you what you thought. I thought it was gloriously techy. Uh, it's the only, I wrote about this, it's the only uh, phone launch event where they mentioned thermal paste. What, what did you think of the uh, the appearance of a certain popular TV show, randomly? Oh, the Bridgerton thing. I completely forgot about that. Did you forget about that? Um, that was so weird, wasn't it? I completely yeah, I forgot I about that. You mentioned it. That. I mean, they clearly spent a lot of money on that, and everyone, you know, you can imagine the party after that. Just everyone patting themselves on the back, going, "Oh, that was great." It wasn't great. That was weird. It was just surreal. Yeah, there was no conceivable link between it, was there? there it, it was. I'm trying to think back to what happened. So, but it was Bridgerton, wasn't it? And then they walked in. They brought in these great big um, kind of frames with the phones on them, like big works of art, didn't they? From memory. Yeah. Um, very weird, really Very strange. Weird. Yeah, so so you got that end of the spectrum where you've got sort of period dr- drama, you know, costume, right through to as you say, getting down to technical details that no one cares about, like thermal paste. But what stood out for me was that they are now pledging to support their phones f- with four years of Android updates yeah. guaranteed. That's amazing. They didn't say when they might. You know <laughs> whether they're going to do anything to reduce the amount of time between a new version of Android coming out and them deploying it, because Samsung historically have been quite slow at rolling out the next, you know, version. But that is—I I, don't—you can't get that anywhere else. I don't think you know even not even Google Pixel will give you four years of guaranteed updates. No, it's so that fantastic. is really nice. Yeah, and also they have a really good trading program, don't they? Obviously, I didn't need to use that, but they um, the trading thing from 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 the looks of it, if you've got even if you've got like a an S10 or something, you can get a couple of hundred quid off the the price of a of a new S22. It's more than more than a couple of hundred, Is several it? hundred quid, three hundred plus. I think it's, yeah, it's quite yeah. Well, and also, if you pre-order, and I think even by the time this goes out, you could still have time to pre-order. If you pre-order before a certain time, they'll throw in some Galaxy buds. Yep. So I'll be interested to hear how those, for, yeah. how you get on with those. I'm really looking forward to those as well, yeah. Um, and also Disney Plus, I think you can get 12 months free of that, can't you? And there was something yeah, else, claim. wasn't there? I can't think what the other thing was. Um, well, which also, you can still take advantage of, even if you're an existing Disney Plus subscriber. So there is actually a fact on their page where, because a number of people have had this concern, it's like, oh, well, they're offering a free year of Disney Plus, but I've already got, I've already paid for a year up front. What you get is a code. So you, get, so you pre-order your phone when it's arrived and you have to fill out a form, you will get a redemption code that's valid until 2024 or something. So you can wait for your current subscription to expire. Make sure that you don't renew it and then you can effectively you know, start it up again using your, your code that you've got and then you'll get another year. So that's how nice. you do it. I'll be making use of that, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait for it to arrive, actually. I'm very, very excited about it. 
and I'm going to run it properly. I'm going to run it alongside the iPhone, but it's going to be with me for a few months. Um, and I'm really going to put it through its paces, I think. I, the, I think the most fascinating thing is that S Pen for me. Because I've gone into yeah, this you're, world. You're really into. You're just. You're, yeah. you're, it's it's your notes. thing at the moment, isn't it? Writing, yeah. handwrite, handwritten, capturing digitally, handwritten notes is really your. This could. This, there's going to be a roundup, isn't there? You're going to have. Oh, you're going to have to do a. Which is the best? You've got your 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 phablet with a with a pen, Galaxy phone. You've got your Remarkable Two, and then you've got your iPad Mini with Apple Pencil and paper like screen protector i i i want to see a roundup i want to see uh, uh yeah a comparison of those three different worlds this is my thing now i'm going to make more videos about styluses and pens than i do the the mac mini the m1 <laughs> um yeah but i, I think given that it, it's going to be i think because it's such a small device compared to the remarkable or compared to the, the ipad mini I'm just uh, curious to see if it's something that I, I do want to use regularly to take, you know, jot down notes and stuff, or just use as a, yeah, to kind of operate the UI. Because um, I just know how much people love that S Pen, you know, the, the kind of real note aficionados. Uh, they are, they're just, they're all over it, aren't they? It's a real little club, which I've always wanted to be in, but I've never, I've never kind of flirted with. So, yeah, so you had one well, the, well, what else stood out from that event? There was the the, the phones when you, when you're not using the pen, the display itself has got. They're calling it Vision Booster, but it's essentially True Tone, isn't it? It's auto white balance. I think it's, like, isn't it a bit more than that? Is it? It's it deals with the brightness as well, doesn't it? I think. For, I think for all intents and purposes, it's just True Tone, isn't it? Probably. Maybe yeah. I've, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure it is. It's True Tone. It's a very bright screen, though, isn't it? It's something like seventeen hundred nits peak brightness. Yeah. Um, variable refresh rate, like you mentioned, ProMotion, basically. Yeah. So yeah, they've it's basically got ProMotion, which I, you've never been fast about, anyway, have you? I haven't, and funnily enough, until I got the G two hundred, the the Moto, oh, yeah. Moto, because that has got a, a variable refresh rate. I think this goes up to one hundred and forty hertz for some for some reason. Um, but I really like it. Makes a big difference, actually. I do. Oh, like it. you converted. You changed your mind, possibly. I think, given how much Apple charges for the premium, you know, for, to, to get the pro to get promo promotion, I think it's a bit much for the iPhone. But I think when you get budget Android phones like this with high refresh rate screens, it's actually really nice. It's um, mm. it does make a difference to the user experience. And by comparison, now the iPhone 13 Mini feels a little bit sluggish. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think the, the 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 standout thing from the Samsung event, which I don't think they made enough of a thing about is how they have worked with the social media companies your snapchats your instagrams your tiktoks to give them direct access to the camera hardware which has traditionally been a problem for android folks so you imagine so you know a lot of social media influencers will use iphones either because they just like iphones but largely you would find i think that they've they've, they've found themselves drawn towards the iPhone because the output from those apps is better than their Android equivalents typically. And that's for a sort of really dull and boring um, technical reasons where because Apple only produce one phone, they can produce really nice APIs for developers to take advantage of to, to get the absolute best out of the camera. On the Android side of the fence, you've got hundreds of manufacturers using you know multitudes of different camera camera modules and it's essentially I, th I think the analogy i would use is you know like uh on a windows machine you can install a generic graphics driver and it'll work and it'll be fine but it's not until you install the, the proper driver for your graphics card that you really get the full performance it's kind of like that with the camera on android devices so what a lot of apps have had to do is use the generic electronic viewfinder output from the camera system and then record that and post that right so for many years android owners have complained about how their social media when taken directly in the app i mean if you if you take your video using the camera app that comes with your Android phone and then upload that, well, then you're going to get the full quality. But if you're wanting to do, you know, reels and stuff and it, it, you want to do it in the app with the, the tools that the app gives you for, for you know, creating content. So um, long story short, 
that from the from the S22 onwards, that's not going to be an issue because Samsung are essentially giving the drivers to the the developers to get direct access to the camera hardware, which is awesome. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't get. We, we were talking about this before we started recording, weren't we? I didn't really get that during the the event at all. They didn't explain. I, it very I don't well, think they it? made enough of it. I don't. No. no one seems to be talking about it. But I picked up on that because I know that that is the genuine problem that they've solved. There. Yeah. It just felt, I think during the event, it felt like it was just a, an, in, an integration with whatever Snapchat, you know, a, an easier way of posting to those platforms. But clearly it's a lot more than that, which I didn't, didn't realise. I think that's, um, that's really a really good thing. That's on the, well, given you're into pens, mm. when you ordered your uh, S22, why didn't you get the S8 tab? Um, I, I'll be honest, I turned off the event at that point. I had to head home for for various reasons. So I, I didn't see that part of the event. So I, I've not even caught up on the tab stuff yet. So that's part of the reason. Um, in fact, that, that's the only reason, to be fair. Um, what what were you think? Because uh, it, it's huge, isn't it? It's massive, this thing. So, yeah, so a 14-inch, 14.6-inch display is by far the biggest tablet you can get. Um, Too big, possibly, isn't it? Poss- possibly, yeah. So, yeah, so bigger than the largest iPad Pro and you know, on par specs-wise. And it's like, it's $1,000, and it comes with the pen. Mm. So as a package, you get, you know, more screen, you get the pen with it. It's going to be, you know, a nippy device for less than the equivalent iPad Pro combo. So that'll be interesting to see how well adopted that is, because there, there aren't enough really good Android tablets, and this looks like it could be a really good Android tablet. Does the pen go into the device, like the, the S22? Or is it a separate magnetic thing? What I do recall is the notch. <laughs> it's got a notch. You've got this whacking great big screen. It's got a notch on it. Why? I, d- I don't know. I don't get it. Because they do everything else on the phones with just that hole punch camera, don't with they? The hole punch, yeah. It's got like a face well, ID type thing. On it. Yeah. They've got, they've got the fingerprint sensor, haven't they, under the screen. Why don't they just put all of that into this tab? Very odd decision. Who knows? Yeah, I might get one at some stage. Who knows? Um, I've got plenty of comparisons to be doing from here on, I think, really. But And, uh, yeah, so, again, stay tuned for my S22 Ultra review. I didn't bother with the other phones, the S22 and S22 Plus, but they look pretty solid as well. I think they look pretty pretty good devices. That's interesting that you, that you went for the for the flagship because that's that's not your usual mo is it you normally like to get just the basic one well i got the basic version of the s22 ultra that's, that was my compromise which has got less ram than the others yeah it's still it, you're it's right really it's still keeping the, with your usual no, it's not, no. your usual style but yeah no I, I get it because you've always wanted to try out a note and now you can that's the main reason it's got it's got that pen it's got the pen rob um uh, right, your Xbox fridge. You cost me more money. Uh, well, I've not. To be fair, I've not spent it yet. It's um, it's pending. But uh, because of you, I've pre-ordered uh, an Xbox fridge, which I never. Words I'd never thought I'd say. That's that probably ranks quite highly. Um, but you love your fridge, don't you? I don't know that I love it. I mean, it's it it does what it's supposed to. So I mean, I don't need it yet. I bought it because I thought it would look cool in my garage conversion man cave. Um, well, and also just because it's a fun thing, because I mean, it all came about, didn't it? Because of the fact that when the Xbox Series X came out, everyone laughed at it and said that it looked like a fridge. And Microsoft really leaned into that by making an actual Xbox fridge and then sending it to some really, uh, you know, influential people. So I think I Justine got an actual full fridge. size fridge, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shaped like an Xbox Series X, and then people were loving it. So they were like, "Well, let's make let's make you know miniature ones that you can own." And, uh, yeah, it turned out to be way more popular than anyone expected. So they're very difficult to get hold of. And, yeah, you'll be paying a premium if you want to get pick one up on, on eBay. So I pre-ordered this in November last year, I think, and it just turned up last week. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I plugged it in just to make sure that it works and uh, tested it out. So I put uh, – I got these SwitchBot thermometer hygrometers. So I, I stuck one of those in it just to see – whether it was a gimmick or whether it did actually keep stuff cool. And yeah, it did. I mean, I only had it on for a couple of hours, but it did reduce the ambient temperature from like 22 degrees down to eight or something. So it does, it does do does a job. What it says. Hang on. How big is it? Yeah, I want to see how big it is. 
It's it's quite a good size, isn't it? Is it the size of a an Xbox? It's one and a half times. Oh, it's bigger, isn't it? You can touch it. Oh, yeah. No, it's got. Uh, I don't know that. Oh, yeah. It's just not showing up. But this this lights up. Oh, does it? Okay. And, and the top lights up green, and it's got a, f- a five volt. Um, oh, USB. USB A on the nice. front. I can't wait to get mine there. I'm not sure where, where I'm going to put it. And it's all. Uh, Oh, I've got my, it's, it's green on the inside, but you can't see because I've got my green screen on. <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, no, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a miniature fridge in the shape of an Xbox. It cools stuff and it's not ridiculously loud. But what, what, what changed your mind? Because when we talked about this initially, you were like, I don't, I don't understand why have you bought a fridge in the shape like an Xbox? I just felt bullied into it as normal. It's just, I've, All right. I've got to do it. It's, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, what else have we got on the list? Um, Ah, yeah, my, my Surface laptop, I, I alluded to this, I think, last week or the week before, um, isn't working anymore. Um, it's not. I've not dropped it, that's one thing, so it's, it's intact. Um, but uh, my girlfriend Jen's been using it for, she's doing a, a degree, an acupuncture degree, and uh, needed a, a laptop for it, so I said, here you go, use the, um, use the Surface. And uh, she did that for about two or three weeks, absolutely fine, no problems whatsoever. And then um, I had one of those those calls uh, that we all, we all get occasionally, which is, uh, Mark, <laughs> laptop's not working. So um, went and checked it out, and it's got into this very odd boot loop um, where Windows doesn't start up at all. It kind of You get the Windows logo, it kind of, you get a bong, and it just restarts itself. So I thought, okay, let's get into, bearing in mind I've not been into Windows safe mode for about 15 years. I didn't even know if it, if it still existed. Um, looked into how to do that <clears throat> managed to get into the recovery thing i can't remember how you, do. you have to do a very odd kind of turning it on and off several times before it before you can get into it but you get this kind of re- recovery mode thing and there's about four or five options and none of them work so one of them is to obviously restore it the other one is to boot into safe mode the other one is to boot into a command but all the normal windows type stuff that i'd i'd kind of forgotten about and never wanted to deal with ever again but none of them work any option you choose will either tell you that it, it just can't do it. And there'll be a, the, the most useless error. It will be like, you know, error 75, cannot do this, for, can't, cannot complete this command. And if you Google that, there's like 87 different reasons that could be the case. It, it's just, it seems to be in this impossible boot-up loop where I can't reinstall Windows, I can't get into safe, I can't do anything with it, basically. Um, this was about two or three weeks ago, like I say, and I've just left it since. I just can't be bothered. What's she? What's she using instead? The MacBook Air. Occasionally. MacBook Air. Yeah. How's she getting on with that? Because she's Windows, isn't she? She is Windows. Windows yeah. She um, she's okay with it. She she's got herself into a few sticky situations with Finder and getting completely lost in terms of where files and things are. But I think I think she's getting used to it now. Um, I've taught her all the finger gestures on the trackpad and stuff just to kind of make things a bit easier. But um. But yeah, I just don't know what to do with that surface. It, it feels almost well, impossibly you could, you broken. Could, uh, you could stick Chrome OS Flex on it. Okay. Have you seen this? No, what's this? A new, a new um, effort from from uh, from Google. What they're what they're essentially suggesting is that you should take your old, out of date laptop that you know doesn't isn't getting updates anymore, and uh, turn it into a Chromebook. I like that idea. So I'll stick a link in the yes, uh, please. in the show notes. So it's called Chrome OS Flex, and okay. it's kind of like a beta thing at the moment. But yeah, essentially you can just um, stick it on a USB stick, boot from your USB stick, and to, to, to try it out to see well how how would my device yeah. feel as a Chromebook, um, and then you know if you like it, you can install it as the as the main OS. So yeah, so you could. You could turn that Surface laptop into a Chromebook if you wanted to. I just get the impression, or you could just fix it, Mark. I could just fix, I could just fix it. But I get the impression that even trying to do anything like that wouldn't wouldn't work either. I'd plug that USB key, and it would be like, what? Well, what do you expect me to do with this? Reboot again. That's a, well, it's a shame. It's a shame that you've had an issue with that Surface laptop because the hardware is lovely. It's it a is, lovely yeah. thing. It's a great. And laptop. you seem to be having the same sort of just weirdness that I did when I went all microsoft all the time it's just like on paper it should be brilliant yeah. it just it just isn't 
I've got a I've got a kind of draft blog that I've not finished yet, which the t- all it is is a title, which is just this is why I hate Windows, which I immediately kind of drafted as soon as this happened. I've not re- I don't know if I will write it, but it, it it is that thing, isn't it, where it's just why why isn't it working? Why is it so complicated? Why can't, why isn't it just a, all I want is there to be a button that says reset this thing. I don't care about the data on it, just reset it. But even that doesn't work. Anyway, I think we've reached the end of the the list. We kept the list a bit smaller this time, didn't we? Which seems to work yeah, quite well. We did. Well, I still managed to sneak in some stuff that wasn't on the list, although well, it wasn't quite as random as it has been in previous shows. Yeah, we need to we need to work on that next time. We need to be more random. Um, but I'm definitely going to go off now and turn my broken surface into a Chromebook because that sounds awesome. That could be a video, couldn't it? I could make a video out of that. Yeah. Got two video ideas today: the the Chromebook slash Surface thing and something about styluses and pens. Yeah, digital a digital note taking roundup. Fantastic. Oh, be good. Right, Rob. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>